0: Hello and welcome to Episode 8 of Series 3 of the Engaging Internal Comms Podcast. This is the show for employee engagers and internal communicators who like to keep up to date with all that is new in our profession. My name's Craig Smith from The Big Picture People. I hope you're having a good start to this year, although we're almost halfway through it already. I can't believe how fast time is going bye um just wanted to let you know what we've got coming up in the next couple of episodes on the 10th of may we have uh, an episode which is actually uh, a a repurposed linkedin live session we ran a few weeks ago which is all about menopause and midlife we're going to be looking at the organizational challenges Uh, uh, how they relate to the issues that people are going through midlife and menopause experience within organizations and how we can equip our managers to be able to have conversations uh, with our colleagues uh, who are experiencing that and also to demonstrate empathy so it's all about how we can have those difficult conversations within our organizations with with, with employees who are experiencing issues like menopause and midlife and how we can create more empathetic situations Um, then the the episode after that which is on the 24th of May I have an interview with Sam Blazard from Fortnum and Mason and Sam is going to be telling us all about how we as an inter as internal communicators can develop a personal brand which can help us to develop our corporate brand within our organizations so it's an area that we don't some we don't often talk about our own personal brand and how that can be uh, related to our professional work it's not all about kind of ego and self-promotion it's actually all about how we can use ourselves our our personal brand to elevate the status of our our role uh, and our function within the organization and to be credible trusted advisors within our businesses so that's what we've got coming up in the next couple of episodes just looking forward as well uh, to actually this week um in a couple of days so if you're listening to this in real time on the uh, 28th two days time from the the day this episode goes out 28th of april at 3 p.m uk time we are running another one of our free webinars which is all about helping employees to understand your organization's big picture so if you're not already signed up to that you can sign up for that on our website which if you go to the big and go to our event events tab at the top of the page if you click on that and scroll down to our different events that we kind of the next one on there is that very event 28th of april as i say two days time free webinar and it's all about helping your employees understand your uh, organization's big picture, which is all about how we can help our leaders to help our employees to feel more connected to the bigger picture within our organization, whether that's our vision, our values, our strategy, where we're heading, just to help them to see what everything, how everything fits together. We're going to be looking at that topic and we're going to give you some practical ideas and solutions for that. And just finally, um, if you've not already picked up on this, we did send an email out if you're subscribed to our you were subscribed to our podcast emailing list we did have a specific emailing list that we would send emails out to for people who who were subscribed to Um, you should have received an email to say that we are stopping those emails uh, and if you want to keep in touch with us and find out about the podcast you'd need to join our main mailing list so if you've not been able to find that or you didn't get that email or you're wanting to or you're wondering where your emails have gone if you go to our website thebigpicturepeople.co.uk Uh, If you go down right to the bottom of the page, in the footer of the page, you'll see there is a sign up to our newsletter button. If you click on that, you will be able to, uh, it will probably, uh, you're already probably classed as a subscriber, but you'll be able to make sure that you are on our main newsletter list and you will get our monthly newsletter, which contains information about blogs and podcasts, episodes too, and also offers that we are making to our customers and clients. So uh, that's how you can do that. Anyway, that's enough of me on to this episode's interview. When you work in an organisation, in a particularly large organisation, it can be really difficult sometimes to help all of your employees to understand what the, the bigger picture is, how their contributions locally contribute to the greater good of the organisation, whether it's for a, a corporate or whether it's for a, a not-for-profit or whether it's a public sector organisation we've all probably experienced being in a in a role which is a central corporate role and having those different factories those different offices those different divisions within our within our realm that we are trying to be able to make sure are all buying into that overarching corporate message and those over, overarching corporate values if, if you can then step away and think, how would I do that if I was working in an organisation that was a confederation of lots of different businesses, a, a, an organisation that owned and ran lots of different businesses in different sectors with different customers and different clients and very different ways of working and subcultures, you can start to imagine how that would become even more challenging and, and even more difficult to in, in, in terms of in, ensuring that that consistency is there. So that's what we're going to be looking at in today's interview how do we connect our employees at a local level to the corporate bigger picture the corporate values and corporate messages whilst recognizing that their local needs and their local requirements regardless of whether that's in a an umbrella organization a network organization like the one that my interviewee works for or whether it's a, a, a just a, a single consistent one organization but with lots of divisions and and sub elements to it and and uh, that's what we're going to be looking at in today's interview and I hope you'll find this a uh, really interesting conversation. My guest today is Amanda Mogan-Wilson. Amanda is Marketing and Engagement Director at Martin James Network. Amanda spent 13 years of her career in PR, working in boutique and major agencies where she won major awards. When Amanda started with Jardine Motors in 2019 she found a new communications passion and that was employee engagement. Amanda believes that if you get colleagues living and breathing your company values they will naturally become your biggest brand advocates and she's taken that now into a new organization which is Martin James Network which is somewhere she started working in November 2021. So hello Amanda how are you?
1: hello i'm good thank you how are you
0: i'm very well thank you and just for our listeners where are you in the world positioners uh, whereabouts you are residing at the moment recording this
1: oh do you know what i'm actually in our offices in Edgebaston. um we have a soundproof recording studio so i'm currently sat in this tiny booth um speaking to you
0: wow i, I hope it's not too claustrophobic uh...
1: it's not too bad actually no <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So, uh, Martin James Network. When I, when we originally spoke, uh, you had to do a little bit of explaining mm. about what in ma- what Martin James Network is. Do you want to do want to for the benefit of our listeners, just 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 yeah, do the same? Yeah, sure.
1: So, um, the network was founded a couple of years ago, um, co-founded by a husband and wife team, uh, Jim and Ayeub Coburn. I describe them as entrepreneurs and visionaries. Um, mm. They um, built their career in two ways. AB came from a change management background and Jim came from a foster care background where he started what has now become uh, the world's largest foster care agency um, organization. Okay. Um, so when the network was founded, um, it sort of grew organically to become a network of businesses, varying from startups to more mature and established uh, businesses, but all with a social purpose and a very clear vision which we believe is uh, the focus of our work today where we believe in doing whatever we can to create fairer more equal and inclusive societies. Um, The network of businesses of which there are about uh, 15 to 17 or so in in our network itself into three pillars if you like Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a group of companies that focus on workplace cultures uh, another group of companies that are all about inclusive communities and then the third area of focus is around families and young people
0: okay okay fantastic so what what is your role at martin james network Then, so what i explained that you're you're currently marketing engagement director which is a quite a sounds like quite a broad role it is
1: yeah
0: <laughs> so <laughs> tell me about some of the things that 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 entails because obviously you've, you've got a you're leaning towards engagement and communication as we said
1: yeah uh, in so uh so a mixture of uh, i guess two focuses within that um so part of my time is spent working and supporting the companies within the network in terms of their marketing strategy. Um, And that can range from, you know, um, this week I'm looking at how we bring a new, new product to market, how we launch a new business proposition, um how we go about the sales and marketing of that alongside um working with some of the more established businesses including our foundation we also have a charity called the Martin James foundation which is an international charity um, and i work quite closely with their communications team on on what does their comm strategy look like okay um, and then the other part of my time on the engagement side is I'm responsible for internal communications across the network. Yeah. Um, so it's a bit of a matrix organization in that sense, in terms mm-hmm. of think of it as a group level, um, say the Martin James Network at group level, and then working down into each of the businesses in terms of how they engage internally Right. and how you get the messages from group so our uh, you know our values our vision our mission our culture and how that cascades into each of the uh, individual companies because the individual companies whilst part of a network each have their own md or coo type leader at the top of that of that business as well so yeah. you you find this micro pockets of cultures as well
0: of course yeah yeah and, and that's what we're going to be exploring I think that's a really fascinating situation to be in—a kind of corporate group role when you've got a lot of a Mm. a kind of federation of businesses working under that under that umbrella, but with with often, as you say, very different subcultures, maybe different, uh, you know, different cultures by necessity because of the different industries they're working in. So, 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 just thinking about that, and so in terms of connecting those people to the wider wider business and helping them just kind of see the bigger picture. could you give a few examples of, of 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 what of some of those things that you're you know yeah. kind of uh, without obviously you know within within this within the realms of what you're happy to share publicly, but what, a message that you might need to get out to that, that all of those different organisations that is essentially a corporate message that you want them all to kind of understand and buy into.
1: I think that it all starts with, though, the employee journey. Mm. And, you know, from day one, well, even before day one, when they join the business, that's the thing that the group has the influence over to begin with. So, you know, when they're applying for the role uh, through to their, you know, um, experience in the interview process, then into their onboarding, that is the bit where, you know, you can kind of – take take more control of to begin Mm, with and make sure that from from early on in their in their engagement with us they understand you know what their role is there to do the purpose of the business their purpose within the organization and help them find their place and their belonging Mm, and then very much from then on in it's working with the leaders within the businesses to you know give them the tools to continue to uh develop their teams embed the cultures um Mm. that we we expect or look for Mm. um and and help them just do you know help them do the right thing really
0: okay so do you induct them at a a corporate kind of group level yeah okay right okay yeah we
1: do a number of things as well that are group policy-wide as well so for example Mm. because of our our mission and our vision if you like around equality and inclusion you know we run um inclusion training which is mandatory for everyone in the organization whether you're at leadership team level mm. uh, right through you know throughout and every single team mm. um other things um around you know um gdpr training whatever it may be things that are also required from a compliance perspective we right. um induct everyone into so Everyone speaks the same language or has been given the same level of information uh, to be able to speak similar languages on certain topics. Um, For example, when we talk about inclusion, everyone understands what we mean by that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah and and how do you find that then when they then get into their into the respective businesses because i guess uh, you're inducting new people in who who are kind of relatively fresh and you're know, wide-eyed bright-eyed bushy tail mm-hmm. and all of that and then you're putting them into an environment where you know f- there's a culture and, and i'm not saying that's a bad thing but they may have a you know their own their own way of doing things. you've probably got people who have kind of been there a while and established ways of doing things and i guess you know, it's two two parts to that question. I guess one is how you kind of helped align the existing cultures that you've got with that uh, that kind of overarching culture, but also then how do you make sure that the the new people coming in retain that sort of f- freshness and corporate perspective whilst integrating into a their local local business and team, which is obviously going to be where they have a majority of interactions. Yeah. I guess, yeah.
1: Uh, One of the key things um, about our culture and which is what um, attracted me to working here is uh, disruption. Mm. Um, So I think because we're a very entrepreneurial led business, we like entrepreneurial thinking. Mm. We like disruptive thinking in a positive sense. When people sometimes talk about disruption, um, it can have negative connotations. Mm. Mm. We see it as something positive. We, within the mindset that we encourage within our teams and then the culture that comes from that, we encourage people to challenge the status quo, to think differently. So, I mean, I myself in the last three weeks have had three new team members join. It's been amazing. You know, people Mm. coming in with fresh ideas going, well, why do we do it like this? Why does Mm. it have to be this way? Couldn't we do it better? Mm. And actually, that's something that we encourage regardless of how long you've been in the company. Mm, Um, It's something that's embraced. So actually, sometimes the challenge is around how you facilitate those courageous conversations as we call yeah, them yeah, you know people yeah. who might have become a bit fixed in their mindset because they've been here for a little while got used to the status quo and no longer think that way mm. um we do a lot around uh within our sort of L and our talent development to to keep encouraging and pushing that even within leaders as well you know yeah. um Board meetings are interesting sometimes, (laughs) Um, but it's all good. You know that's the point of what we're here for—to go. How can we do better? How can we have more impact, both Mm. as individuals and as as a collective network of companies?
0: And I guess one of those. So I guess yeah, you you alluded to that. So I guess one of those key skills that you need to really in in, in terms of being inquisitive and asking lots of questions is also to do that empathetically and do it with respect so you can get the outcome that you're looking for rather than rubbing people up the wrong way I guess.
1: Absolutely yeah yeah. Yeah. and you know that comes down to it comes from the start I go back to day one in terms of how we recruit the type of people that we look for and the reason people join you know everyone I speak to comes here with the same intention of you know wanting to make a difference and i think when you come from that shared purpose personally then coming into the business you you all are just there because you want to do want to do good yeah um and that makes a difference as well
0: yeah and and again just going back to the existing you know kind of cultures within the organizations Mm. that you've bought is it fair to say that you you know, one of your selection criteria or when you acquire a business or when you, you know, accept a business into your, into your network is that that has to be kind of one of the cultural.
1: Absolutely. Fits. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It yeah. has to be the right cultural right. fit. Yeah, yeah. Um, it has to have a leader with the right type of mindset who, mm. who thinks that way as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it all, it all comes from the top.
0: Yeah, that's a yeah. I, I guess that's a, a kind of prerequisite that, uh, given what you've said, is is essential to making that 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 work. Uh, which is a really interesting approach of 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 building a you know building a, a business like yours, a network business like yours, is 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 that looking at culture first rather than just. Uh, and, and does that d- does that necessarily mean that you're able to uh, the network itself i mean we've not talked about a lot of the individual companies in there but i mean how, basically you've got quite a, a diverse set of mm. organizations what they do we or, have
1: yeah, yeah. yeah and that that presents challenges mm. um because for example um some of our businesses are very tech orientated um mm. so one of them is um Actually, uh, an employee engagement app and a mental health training provider called Talkout. So they're okay. very tech focused they They're already looking at trends like how do we deliver training in, in the metaverse or, mm. you know, um, because their app is about internal comms, employee engagement. They're already looking at, you know, what are the next big trends in that? Right. Um, going through to then some of our other businesses that are more people service orientated Mm. so it's not necessarily about the the product being tech based it's about the services is is down to the people and again the culture there is really important because when you've got someone going out I know delivering training to foster care providers um, or foster carers as such Mm. you know they need to have a certain way about them you know they Mm. need to be empathetic they need to be good listeners uh they need to be passionate about what they do but that then feeds from our company culture as well Mm. um so yeah but there, there is again the values that we have stay true no matter what the proposition is
0: yeah yeah. No, that's, that's, that's really, that's really interesting. And, and, and do you find that there is, I mean, cause it sounds, it sounds fantastic. And, and the fact that you've got a, a really consistent uh, culture of alignment around certain things, but then also the freedom to be able to be innovative, which is part of what, you know, that, that very culture, do you, do you ever find there's a tension between keeping everything kind of, not uh, I don't mean it in the wrong way but you know kind of keeping mm. uh, 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 your arms around the organization but at the same time giving it the freedom to be able to be as innovative as you want is there a, does that ever create that paradox or, or is absolutely. that
1: absolutely and yeah, it's interesting yeah. because I've experienced two types of cultures now one where mm. it was very corporate the culture was established but you know it was constantly developing through mm. to now the role I'm in with the with the martin james network is Mm. actually you're creating a culture from scratch yeah they each come with their different set of challenges Mm. um and it is about how you navigate through that but i'm a really firm believer in just listening yeah and giving people a voice um at at every level of the organization Mm. um you know we do uh we do a lot of pulse check surveys um Mm. several times a year to Mm. to sort of check in with people how are they finding things what's working what's not um you know we obviously have uh, emps scoring uh which Mm. we can track to see you know how how strong people feel about working within our organization, how mm. big they are as advocates for the company, yeah. uh, which gives us a good sense of, are we doing things in the in the right way? Mm. Um, and, you know, one of the things I've set up um, since joining is is a colleague forum where we, you know, we get a group of colleagues together from across the network of businesses. I think that's really important. Okay. Um, we're trying to get the network businesses to work closer together, to share ideas, to share learnings. Um, you know there's there's pockets of great stuff in each of them and actually getting colleagues together in that sort of cross cross network spectrum um, is a good way to say okay what's working what do you like what do you don't like what can we do differently you know and just really listen Listening it yeah. is really important
0: okay okay so uh, that's fantastic so so in terms of uh, you know kind of keeping that that loose tight arrangement that you you've mm. got within the organization <laughs> I know when we when we spoke um in the you know a few weeks ago and when, we, when we set this this conversation up you, you talked about there being some enablers uh of of this Mm. alignment and and uh, i mean i've got the list here in front of me but uh, you know you want to talk talk us through i mean the first thing you'd you'd mentioned when we spoke last time i think was having obviously having senior management buy-in is absolutely essential to to anything like this because if you're pushing you know if you're trying to facing resistance so 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 yeah do you want to talk about that and maybe some of the other enablers that you've identified so
1: yeah you know i think culture As much as we'd like to say it's um, it's mass created, Mm. actually, I really believe it has to come from the top. The way that you know leadership behave, um, the way that they speak, the way that they interact with each other, and then down with their teams, um, that sets the tone. And so, actually, you know, we we talk a lot um, with senior managers about you know how your team feeling, Mm. what are the issues that you're struggling with, you know, uh, almost like well-being check-ins with them Mm. um, to understand, you know, particularly when you're in a central services role um, like I am, um, it's very much, you know, I wouldn't like to sit there and tell them how to run their individual businesses. Yeah. That's not my place. But no. my place is to be there as a consultant, give them ideas, to listen and say, OK, well, have you tried this? Shall we do this? Mm. And, and then also, as I go back to sharing learnings across each of the businesses to say, oh, actually, you know, the leadership team over here is doing is, is trying this initiative. It's working really well. How about trying it in some of some of the other, you know, businesses as well? Mm, um mm. so a lot of sharing a lot of uh listening and giving thoughts and guidance um I-, I found doing uh internal comms roles uh in a couple of businesses now you're always going to get the early adopters at leadership yeah. team level yeah you're gonna get the uh, the the you know um the senior leaders who go i absolutely get it yep I'll do anything. Let's try something new. And then you get the others who go, "Mm, not so sure. I'll see what happens over there when they do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, you know, it's just natural, isn't it? It's, it's just natural human nature that we all do that. Yeah. Um, Some will want to be first. Some will want to just wait to, to see what happens. Yeah. Um, but we use data and insight as well, you know, as well as the anecdotal listening. Yeah. Um, like I say, the the survey feedback gives us that benchmark to be able to say, actually, hold a mirror up sometimes to say, here's what's happening. This is brilliant. You know, things are going in the right direction. You've got a really engaged team. They're really happy. How's that impacting on business performance? You know, you can work through it that way. Yeah. Um. And then building relationships, just more broadly, um, I like talking to people.
0: Yeah, yeah, um,
1: yeah. I, I, I like listening to to what they've got to say, and I think the thing is as well when it comes to internal communications, everyone's a customer. Yeah, and that's the great thing, you know. And I can walk around the office and speak to anyone and get an idea or a piece of feedback and do something with it. Um, whether that's going into the next board meeting saying, do you know what, I've been speaking to people and here's a great idea because you know a few people have said they've had this issue or couldn't we do this better? Um, so it, it's good to be close to the customer. And in this case, the customer is the employee and you can talk to them at any time you want and, and get that feedback. But then the important thing is to do something with it. Yeah. otherwise you lose credibility so it's it's one thing to ask for the feedback but you've absolutely got to follow up on it
0: absolutely i think i think uh, asking for feedback and then doing nothing with it is, is mm. worse than not actually asking it in the is. first place isn't
1: it so. yeah definitely
0: and and what about hybrid and and remote working how has that helped or hindered you
1: um it's a challenge i'll be honest it still continues to be a challenge um I think in some ways, um, uh, what I've observed is that quite a lot of teams have done very well when it comes to hybrid working, you know, since the pandemic. Mm. Um, And in some ways, it's been a good thing. Um, I personally, within my team, find it's worked well. Um, You know, people can, I'm quite flexible, I think, as well. Uh, I believe in giving trust from day one. Um, and I think you have to do that if it gets eroded over time, then so be it. Um, but, you know, performance is better when people can work in a comfortable environment that suits them at a time that works for them as well as obviously for the business. Um So, you know, some people are more creative um, in the afternoon than the morning. Mm. Um, So working patterns might be adjusted, Um, you know, just and also, you know, allowing for personal time as well, you know, been able to drop the kids at school more or, you know, people with carer responsibilities. So overall, it has worked well. Um, I think people feel more engaged within the organization they Mm. feel more wedded to it um the the challenge is you know how do you when you're now trying to bring people back into the business physically how do you do that in a way that feels comfortable um whilst dealing with now the fact that I've got some people physically in the office Mm. some people remote how do you keep that that team communication going and technology is has been the you know savior of it all in yeah. some respects
0: and is it the case that you've got some businesses that are just more naturally um, amenable to, to yeah. that type of way of working than others which we're which more face-to-face
1: yeah definitely mm. and I think um, you know even before Before the pandemic hit, you know, lots of teams working remotely anyway. Like I say, some of the businesses are, uh, you know, people service delivery type businesses. So Mm. there's trainers always out on the road delivering training to -to face-to-face training. The biggest challenge they had was, you know, actually, how do we take it virtual? Mm. Um, And now it's become a hybrid hybrid delivery model in some of the organizations um some of the more tech focused businesses have always worked remotely from each other right Um, so their team culture is uh is different again and you know but you learn from that um you learn from the good things that they do to keep people engaged whether it's fun activities where they all do a, you know, 15 minute yoga class in the morning <laughs> together or whatever yeah. it is, whatever that's right for the team. And I think that's also where you just sometimes have to let it go in terms of not controlling it too much because some of the teams are small and they they find the things that unite them in their own interests, yeah. and find, find their own common ground so that actually they do things that's right for them mm, and yeah. for their own culture
0: excellent so yeah no i mean that that i definitely agree and i think um i think you know remote working hybrid working you know and obviously as we move into hybrid working and 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 now we can start getting back to be pe- back together i think is going to be really important and i think i think what i've heard over you know the whole of the this sort of last two years has been the fact that um it's it's improved accessibility to senior mm-hmm. managers Man, senior managers it's made it easier to make them more visible and you know kind of uh, presenting and talking about issues to, to be you know through technology rather than having to be physically there all the time Definitely. I think the challenge is now how to keep that going and <clears throat> there's a lot of I don't know whether you've seen the Gallagher report, but there's a lot in the Gallagher report about the importance of getting people back to face to face for it, you know, for kind of key communications, because there's a, mm. there's a definitely a kind of human to human element that we've, I think we've lost a little bit during uh, the last couple of years. But at the same time, you know, not just um, throwing the baby out with the bathwater and recognizing actually, you know, innovative, from an innovation perspective, we've uncovered something here that, that definitely is going to make life better for everybody, you know, if we can continue to use the best bits of it as well definitely
1: and I think coming back to um just what we stand for about inclusion and equality technology has been really good for that yeah just even within team cultures Mm. you know that it's almost you know because there is no top of the table seat as Mm. such in a boardroom it creates an equal playing field and I think the biggest challenge well, it's not even a challenge anymore. I think managers now just do it unconsciously is to make sure everyone has a fair share of voice in that meeting. Technology has been good for that because some people can be intimidated by the physical presence of others, uh, particularly more senior people, um, or you'll naturally have your extroverts and introverts within any team um, and the extroverts always dominate. Whereas actually, you know, when you're having a Teams meeting or Zoom meeting, however, whatever tech platform you use, everyone's got the same space on that little box on the on the screen you know and actually that just unconsciously creates an equal share of voice for everyone the Mm. challenge is to facilitate that to make sure everyone's voice is heard absolutely Um, but actually it's been good because you can pull people into a conversation and say you know do you have an idea is there something you want to say and I've also found using chat within meetings sometimes where people are uncomfortable or Actually, what you find is those people who would normally interrupt because they've suddenly got a thought in their head and they need to spit it out there and then put it into the chat. The conversation's still flowing. They've contributed their idea. And actually, you can have a more fulfilling meeting for everyone involved because of it.
0: I agree. No, I was just about to say that that very point. I think you know, chat polling that sort of thing is a way of getting yeah. which you which you could you could you know you could do in a um, in a conventional meeting, but it's a bit more clunky when you've got to have a kind of you know an, a separate thing going on the side to, to to for chat as it were, or for for people to vote. Whereas you can just build that into your into your communication, and everybody, like you say, everybody, even people who wouldn't normally feel comfortable Mm. unmuting themselves or, or, or saying anything out loud can still contribute. And then, you know, you can then by that contribution, draw them into the conversation, which I think is really important.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Um so just just finishing off then I mean I guess uh, you, you, you know yours is fairly unique the, the role that you have in the organized type of organization you work with and some people may be thinking, well, I work in a kind of you know a big, a big monolithic multinational or a or a multinational or a big company where we haven't got lots of other little companies. we've got lots of offices and factories and depots and divisions and that sort of thing but i, I you know I think I think what you've talked about there has a a transferable. Um, element to it, because regardless of it, it, what we're talking about here is, is you know, I've worked in big core companies where, you know, technically everybody works for the, you know, the same corporate, but also the same sub brand as it were. But um and and then you could go from one factory to another and they, you know, totally different way of doing things. Or not yeah. totally different, obviously consistency in manufacturing, but culturally very different. So I guess, you know, that applies in what you know, any, any decent sized organization will have those issues. Um you've you've outlined, you know, some of your Tips, But if someone has come to you and say, look, I work in this this massive business or this, this you know, re- reasonably large business, we've got all these different divisions and, and they've all got their own way of doing things. And my job as a communicator is to try and create some consistency. <laughs> Where would you start? What would you do? And what would your first piece of advice be?
1: I think... <laughs> It's not about control. Influence what you can and just accept that some things you have to let go because they're the right thing to do. Mm. So I come back to, it starts with senior manager buying at the top. And the thing Mm. that you can always hold on to is the values. No one can dispute the company's values. There's Mm. not different flavors of values here. Everyone works for the same business, essentially, and with the same mission, the same vision, purpose, and values. And Focus around what you can do around that. Yeah. Um, you know, when you're presenting uh, creative campaign ideas um, to managers, you know, give a framework, you know, again, link it back to the business strategy, the overarching business strategy and the the values because they're undisputed and pose it to them as here's our idea. Here's what we're going to do as an internal campaign. But there's some flexibility, always allow some flexibility for a manager to say, God, I love that idea, but I just need to tweak it because my team are I don't know remote workers yeah. or my team are frontline so they're not sat in front of a computer yeah. every day so yeah. I need it to be slightly different mm. but framework is always is always the key because then everyone consistently receives the same message it's just the delivery might be a little different yeah. but yeah. it doesn't matter no. because as long as it as long as it links back to the same starting point that's that's the main thing to focus on
0: absolutely no i think that's really good advice and, and and i guess yeah i mean link link to that is is choose your not battles that's the wrong word that's too mm-hmm. especially at the moment that's too too uh too 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 yeah. kind of uh, uh, you know adversarial but i think it's about you know prioritizing where you can you know and i think certainly in those sorts of situations um regardless of whether you're, you're new to the role or whether the the, the, the you know you've been in the in for a while it's about building those relationships isn't it with some of those key people it is yeah. and
1: you know i always come back to the data and the insight so mm. you know what what are you hearing what are people telling you what's your employee survey results looking like mm. and then start to think about okay what are the things i need to fix yeah. how could i go about that create your strategy and your, your campaign ideas and your framework and put it in front of the leaders and go here's my thoughts what do you think Definitely. um and and do it in a very collaborative way. I I learn very actually through a very di- uh, uh, through a difficult situation mm. um, a few years ago. It, you've got to be collaborative. You can't tell leaders what to do. No, um, no, but you can put the data and the insight in front of them, and you can put your thoughts and suggestions, and then and then work from there. Yeah, um, absolutely
0: definitely, and help them to, you know, come to the conclusion, yeah. you know, not that there's a right and wrong conclusion, no. but don't just sort of go in and, and, uh, and say, look, this is what we've got to do. Let them come to that conclusion themselves. Absolutely. And, yeah,
1: Absolutely. Yeah. and, you know, bear in mind that as much as I think there is now ever more so than ever more focus and emphasis on culture brand and values from mm. an employee experience perspective mm. it's not the only thing no. that you know business leaders are worrying about right now no. um, and that's also one of the things that you know is part of the challenge is when when the messaging is also about you've got to commercially deliver you know mm. how yeah. is how is this business making money oh but on the other hand i need you to go and do this and i need yeah. you to engage with this it's yeah. it's a lot yeah. you have to really like you say not necessarily pick your battles but really focus on what's the thing that's going to be yeah. the biggest impact
0: yeah and and also you know the two, two shouldn't be mutually no. exclusive but i guess at the, at the same time there's a there's a little bit of understanding and and like we said earlier empathy and and recognition that what you what you what is number one priority for you at the moment probably isn't theirs you know if it's commodity costs or fuel costs is what's keeping them awake at night then um you know you need to you need to be sensitive to 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 those issues and and
1: uh absolutely yeah and i think that's where you know technology has been a help and a hindrance as well just generally Mm -hmm. as you know as consumers were sometimes overwhelmed with information overload mm. it's no different or can be no different in an employee experience oh, perspective not, yeah. Yeah. um particularly actually what's really interesting is we have very few internal comms channels compared mm. to w- the organization i came from um and i'm still working out if that's a good or a bad thing mm. um it means that actually you know there's only one or two channels for people to have to worry about engaging with or where to, it's clear where to go for information. But equally when you've got such, I don't think there's ever been such a broad demographic of employees ever at the, this moment in time, you know, from, from apprentices uh, or graduates at 18 years old up, up to people who are still in their seventies working.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: Actually, how do you facilitate that? Um, because they all have different expectations of their experience as well. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a bit of a, a challenge to navigate through. <sighs> but when you've got few fewer channels, it sometimes can be easier because it's clear on what those channels are there for. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Absolutely. Well, look, that's been that's been absolutely fantastic, Amanda. Thank you so much. Um, <clears throat> you've given us some insights there. That I think I think we you know the, the, we we it's always interesting with this show is because we cover. We cover different issues from different angles, but it's uh, it's amazing how many of those consistent topics and themes come up, like senior managers and uh, having having our leaders brought into what we're doing, the importance of building relationships, um, whether you're an internal communicator or or, or you, you you know you're someone who is looking to work with an internal communicator. I think all of these are sort of enduring things that. Um, it's, it's always refreshing to, mm. to, to find that, that, that there are some, there are some constants in a world that uh, it seems to be getting itself turned on its head every five minutes at the moment. And, uh, particularly from an internal comms perspective,
1: yeah. S- so, I think my final thing would be just, yes. just treat employees like you would consumers in mm. any, in any category, yeah. listen to them, keep up to date and, uh, constantly evolve and adapt and be creative. You mm. know, how many brands do you see doing really big creative external brand campaigns, but what are they doing internally for A- their exactly. businesses?
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think that mismatch, you know, we think, yeah, oh, well, they won't notice, but they do. <laughs> they do. Absolutely. absolutely. Do. Yeah. yeah absolutely well look thank thank you so much amanda um le- just before we wrap um how can we find out how can people find out and connect with you I'm, i was going to put your linkedin profile into the show notes on our on the website version of this um are you happy for people to contact you yeah, if they want to reach out yeah.
1: yeah no definitely and um you know i i have mentored people um in the past as well so happy okay. to have conversations oh, or that's wonderful. um give further ideas on this
0: oh that's very kind and thank thank you and um, hopefully you won't be in on with requests <laughs> but uh, but no that's that's brilliant and anything any any other i mean we'll, we'll put a link into the uh, to in, in, into the um, the you know the martin james network website as well so people if they want to have a look at the uh, the business and see a little bit more about what, what you're about they can have right. a look there as well and um but uh, that's fantastic so thank you amanda I, I wish you all the best for the the rest of the year and
1: uh, thank you craig stay
0: safe and well and yes. um, and we'll we'll hopefully catch up with you at some point in the future as well
1: All right. That's brilliant. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Engaging Internal Comms podcast. If you've got any ideas for episodes you'd like us to cover in future, you can email us at info at thebigpicturepeople.co.uk or you can use the feedback form at engagingic.com. If you're not already subscribed to the show via your podcast platform, please do so. And if you could leave a review for us, that would be absolutely fantastic. We have links to other episodes at engagingic.com. All of our previous episodes are available there. And if you're interested in our visual communication services our big pictures our learning maps our explainer videos and also our live graphic recording please get
1: in touch with us again at info at thebigpicturepeople.co.uk thank you